Shalom to all! Today we're going to be learning Mesechah's Brachas, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph, and Mishnah Beis. And today's Mishnahs are being learned Le'ilu Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basub, Yaakov, Maisha, Hernes, Sham, Shadav, and Aliyah, and Beschos, Rachel, Basavar, Getel, and Daniel, Eliezer, Ben Sipari, Rachel. They should be gebenched with Zerushal Kayama, Bekar of Mamish. And this Mesechah begins discussing the halachas of Kriyashma. So we know that we're supposed to say Kriyashma twice a day, once at night and once in the morning. How do we know that? Well, because the Pasuk in Kriyashma itself says, Vedibartabam, you shall speak in them referring to saying Kriyashma, when you lie down and when you get up. Meaning, at the time when people are going to lie down, when people are going to sleep, which is the nighttime, that's when we should say Shema. And when people are getting up in the morning, that's another time that we should say Shema. So the Mishnah begins, When is it that we should start saying Shema at night? What time of the night is a person able to look at his watch and say, okay, this is the time I'm able to start saying Shema. Now before we continue in the Mishnah, let's try to understand why is it that we're talking talking about the nighttime Shema first and not the morning Shema. And the answer is, is because we know that in Yiddishkeit, the night always comes before the morning. When Hashem created the world, we know that it says, it was evening and then it was morning. Hashem created evening before morning, so we know that in Yiddishkeit, the evening comes before the morning. That's why we start focusing on the nighttime Shema before the morning Shema. Also, the Pasuk says, when you lie down and when you wake up, which means that we're supposed to start focusing on the nighttime Shema first. So when is it that we're able to start saying Shema at night? Says the Mishnah, that's from when Kaihanim go into their house to start eating Truma. So let's say you have a Kayan who became Tameh. We know that a Kayan has to make sure not to become Tameh because he eats Truma. And when you eat Truma, you have to make sure that you're Tahar and that you're not Tameh. So that Kayan, he has to go to the Mikvah. When he comes out of the Mikvah, he's Tahar. How However, even though he went to the mikvah, he came out. He is not tahar to the extent that he's allowed to eat truma. That requires something called herav shemesh. He has to wait till the sun sets. Once the sun sets, then he's able to eat truma. At that time, that a is going to go into his house to eat truma, then a person's allowed to say kriyashma at night. What is that time, you ask? The Mishnah doesn't say what time it is. It doesn't say it's 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock at night. So the Mepharshim explained that's talking about when three average-sized stars come out in the night sky, then you can start saying Shema. Not tiny little stars, not really big stars, three average-sized stars, that's and that's when you could start saying nighttime Shema. Okay, so until when are you allowed to say Shema? Are you allowed to say it the whole night? Well, the Mishnah continues, Ad You're allowed to say Kriya Shema at night up until the end of the first Hashmaira, up until the end of the first watch. The night is divided up into three different watches, so you're allowed to say it up until the end of the first watch. Divi Rebbe Lezer, that's Rebbe Lezer's opinion. Now, Vacham argue with Rebbe Lezer, and they say, You're allowed to say Kriya Shema all the way up until Chatzais, which means up until midway through the night. Let's say the night starts at 6 o'clock and ends at 6 o'clock. So Chatzais would be 12 o'clock midnight. Lechamim say, you'd be allowed to say Kriyashma all the way up until Chatzais. Whereas now Rebbe Gamliel, and Rebbe Gamliel says, A person is allowed to say Shema all the way until Amur HaShachar, which is also known as Alois. Alois and Amur HaShachar is the same thing, which is when the first rays of light start coming into the sky. The sky just starts getting light outside. It's otherwise known as dawn. So it seems to be that Rebbe Gamliel is arguing with the Chachamim. However, we are going to see in the Mishnah that the Chachamim and Rebbe Gamliel are actually agreeing 
disagreeing with each other. But before we continue the Mishnah, let's try just to understand what the Machlech is between Rabbi Lezer and the Chachamim is. Why does Rabbi Lezer say that you're only allowed to say Kriyashma at night up until the end of the first watch, whereas the Chachamim hold that you actually have much longer to say Kriyashma? And the answer is that they argue how to understand the word B'Shach The Pasuk says you have to say Shema B'Shach when you lie down. So Rabbi Lezer understands that to mean that when it's a normal time for people to go to sleep, so then we're able to say Kriyashma at night. However, if most people have already gone to sleep, so that's not considered B'Shach anymore, and therefore you can't say Kriyashma. Whereas the Chachamim say no, B'Shach means that when people are actually sleeping, and people are sleeping Chatzais, so therefore you're able to say Shema even Chatzais time, even though people have already gone to sleep a number of hours prior, nonetheless you're still able to say Shema because people are sleeping then. Now we're going to continue the Mishnah trying to understand Rabbi Gamaliel and the Chachamim a little bit better. Maisa, there was a story, Shabbat Banu his sons, meaning Rabbi Gamaliel's sons, came from a base Hamishta, which means that they came from a chasana. Amrulai, they told their father, like Harino as Shema. We haven't said Shema yet. It's past Chatzais and we haven't said Shema. What should we do? Armelhem Ram Gamaliel told them, If it's not Alois yet, if it's not Amur HaShachar, you must say Shema still. And Ram Gamaliel continues, It's not only that. Anytime the Chachamim say, you're allowed to do the following thing up until Chatzais. Really, the mitzvahs to do it all the way until Amur HaShachar. Even though they said Chatzais, they didn't really mean chatzais. They meant that you're allowed to do it all the way until Amor HaShachar. What are a few examples of that besides Shema? Hector Chalav and Vevarim. For example, the sacrificial parts, different parts of kabarnas that were brought during the day, so those parts have to be burned on the Mizbeach. Let's say you didn't have enough time to burn them on the Mizbeach. You're allowed to burn them the entire night on the Mizbeach. Mitzvah son Amor The mitzvah is that you have all the way until Amor HaShachar to burn them. Another example, any carbon that's allowed to be eaten for one day. We know that different karbanas have different amounts of time that you're allowed to eat them for, one day, two days. So anything that's allowed to be eaten for one day, you're allowed to eat it the whole day and that whole night all the way up until Amur HaShachar. So now we're going to answer the question that you're probably thinking, Im Kain says the Mishnah. If so, why do the Chachamim say that you're only allowed to do this until Chatzais if the Chachamim agreed to Ram Gamliel that you're actually allowed to do it all the way until Amur HaShachar? You're allowed to say Shema until Amur HaShachar. You're allowed to burn these fats of the Karbanas. So you're allowed to burn the limbs of the Karbanas until Amor HaShachar. Why is it they said you're only allowed to do until Chatzais? That's not fair. They're limiting the amount of time that you're really allowed to do it. So the answer is something very important. That's in order to distance a person from doing an Avera. We all know really well that human nature tells us that we should delay till the very last moment. Remember the last book report your teacher told you to do? And you had a whole month to do that report. Well, if you were me, you probably would have done it the day before you had to hand it in, even though you were given a whole month to do it. So that's just human nature. We're built in with this system that we want to delay till the very last moment. And the Chachamim knew that. And they knew that if a person is going to delay Shema all the way till the very last moment, all the way till Amor HaShachar, he might look at his watch and say, oh man, I missed Amor HaShachar. I missed my Shema. And he actually is not going to end up saying Shema that night. Or perhaps they might burn those fats and parts of the carbon past Amor HaShachar. And then he might actually get an Avera for doing so. So that's why the Chachamim said, you only have until Chatzais. 
really, between me and you, and everyone else who's learning this Mishnah, you have much more than Chatzais to do that. However, the Chachamim said, guys, you only have till Chatzais to make sure that people do what they're supposed to do in a timely manner. So in this first Mishnah, we learned when is it that a person is able to say Shema at night. So we're going to move on to Mishnah Beis now. From when is a person able to say Shema in the morning? What's the earliest time a person is allowed to say Shema in the morning? Imagine you woke up really early, you look at your watch, the house is quiet, and you decide, reason you want to say Shema as early as possible. Are you allowed to say Shema then? So Yitanakama tells us, you know how early you're allowed to say Shema? If it's light enough outside that you could tell the difference between Tchelis on your tzitzis and Lavan on your tzitzis, the blue string of your tzitzis and the white string of your tzitzis, so then you're allowed to say Shema. We all know that if we have proper Tchelis, we have to put that on our tzitzis, so you're going to have a blue string on your tzitzis and white strings. So if it's light enough outside that you could tell the difference between the blue string and the white string, then you can say Shema already. Whereas Rabbi Lezer, he argues, and he says, no, it has to be a little bit lighter outside. It has to be light enough outside that you could tell a difference between blue and green. Blue and green is not so easy to tell a difference between them. Blue and white, pretty easy. But blue and green, not so easy. Which means it has to be a little bit lighter outside so that you could tell a difference between blue and green. Now, Rabbi Lezer continues, You have to finish saying Shema when it's Nate's time. Now, Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua argues, he says, A person has all the way until three hours into the day to say Shema. So let's say our day starts at 6 o'clock in the morning and ends at 6 o'clock at night. So three hours into the day would be 9 o'clock. A person's allowed to say Shema all the way till 9 o'clock. Why is that? That's because princes, the sons of kings, they'll get up at three hours into the day. So just like in the previous Mishnah, we explained what the Machleik is between Rabbi Lezer and the Chachamim is, let's try to understand what the Machlekes Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua is. So it's the same Machlekes. The Pasuk says, Uvkumecha, when you get up in the morning. Rabbi Lezer says, you're only allowed to say Shema about the time when normal people wake up in the morning. Most people start waking up when it's light enough outside that you could tell the difference between green and blue, and that's why that's the earliest time you could say Shema. Whereas Rabbi Yeshua says that some people do wake up really early in the morning, some people wake up as early as when you could tell the difference between blue and white, meaning it's much earlier than that, and so therefore you could already start saying Shema by then. And furthermore, Rabbi Shua explains, you're allowed to say Shema all the way until three hours into the day. Even though the majority of people are awake already, since there are some people that are starting to get up then, that's the princes, they have their luxury, they can get up really late because they don't really have to do much, they just sit around and do whatever they want because they're princes, so they'll get up three hours into the day, that's considered a time some people will wake up, so you're able to say Shema then. Now the Mishnah concludes with telling us Allah, let's say that you missed these times. It's past three hours into the day. So according to everyone, you missed the proper time for saying Shema. The Mishnah tells us, Someone says Shema from here and on, he hasn't lost out. He's just like a person who's reading Torah. It's not like it's usher to say Kriyash Shema past three hours. You're not going to get the schar, you're not going to get the reward for saying Shema in its proper time. You're able to read the Pesukim of Shema. It's like a person reading Torah. And what does that mean? He hasn't lost out. He's also able to say the brachas of Kriyash the brachas before and the brachas after Kriyashma, even though he's saying Shema late and he's not getting the reward, he's not getting the schar of saying Shema in his proper time, he still is able to say those brachas before and after Kriyashma. So in Mishnah Aleph and Mishnah Beis, we learned about the proper time for saying Night Shema and Morning Shema. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Gimel and Mishnah Dalid. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.